You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Nagy is still standing behind Andy Dalton as the Bears' week one starting quarterback, but he keeps coming back to the same phrase over and over again that leaves the door open for Justin Fields to play sooner rather than later. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth, Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. On the show today, an update from Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy as rookie minicamp winds down and we get closer to the beginning of the veteran OTAs. We'll get a sense of how Justin Fields performed with some of the other rookies and some of the different dynamics that go into these rookie minicamp practices in this coming out of the pandemic offseason. That's not quite normal, but getting closer to what we once knew before. We'll also look at exactly what this quarterback competition is going to look like and how the Bears are going to handle splitting the reps between Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, and even Nick Foles is going to need some of them in there to get him ready for the 2021 season. And we'll kind of look ahead to what OTAs could bring for the Bears and why Matt Nagy's not sure who all's even going to be there. Rookie minicamp practices were a little bit different this year, not only because the Bears moved up to take a quarterback in this draft, but because they didn't have their usual wide-range assortment of players. Typically, you know, you invite a bunch of unsigned rookies to try out at minicamp in addition to, you know, all of the undrafted free agents you sign and all the draft picks you have and maybe a couple of veterans here and there. But instead this year, some limits on just how big and how wide practice can be in terms of number of players you included. So a much smaller group for the Bears this year, a couple of unsigned veterans trying out, but a lot of guys that have either been just signed as undrafted free agents or some of those carryovers from last year that were signed off the practice squad in those reserve future long-term type contract roles. So it's not as though Justin Fields comes to practice throwing to Allen Robinson-level receivers or having a starting NFL offensive line in front of him. It's not even like full-contact practice. I think they barely even had five offensive linemen there. It was definitely not a three-deep rotation by any means. So you can only glean so much about Fields and the Bears' other rookies when he's throwing to, you know, Daz Newsom and Thomas Ives and Jester Wee and, you know, players, some of those players that aren't going to make NFL rosters this season, let alone them just being brand-new receivers and running a brand-new offense. And even Matt Nagy said, you know, they didn't do a lot of, like, in-depth, like, heavy offensive play calling. It was more installing plays and, and walking through some things and working on some conditioning and, and getting a sense for what the players are and, and who they are as people and, and how they sort of look in person actually being within the organization. But that didn't mean it wasn't still an opportunity for Justin Fields to look the part. And every indication we got from the media and then Matt Nagy's description of it after rookie minicamps wrapped up this weekend was a glowing review. Matt, I know you weren't there in person for the first two days, but uh, combining what you saw virtually and then today, 
what stands out about what Justin Fields showed you? What what's what's that big impression that you take away from your first time seeing him in a Bears uniform? Yeah. So, Mike, the first two days being virtual, virtual. Um, I think that the first day I was impressed with not just Justin, but everybody. Um, it was sharp. I thought it was really clean, and that doesn't always happen with him specifically. What I noticed was the the speed when we were in our team periods, the speed on tape uh, didn't look too fast. You know, a lot of times they can go, a quarterback can go to the wrong read. A lot of times the quarterback's thinking about how do I take a snap and get the snap and where do I step at the clock at four o'clock or six o'clock before I fake the play action? Um, Where do I snap my head and nod? Like all that stuff that we teach him, he did the first day fairly easily, you know, in in an easy way. that's what we look for. Are you getting, are you coming back and coming back to the coach every three plays asking him to repeat, repeat the play call because you forgot what the play call was or is practice going pretty rhythmically because you're going in and out on every play. He was, that's a win. Um, in person today, it was hard for me because it was just, everything was walked through, but the stuff that we did, uh, again, there wasn't much of that at all. And, and it's not just him. It's, it's really everybody that's done a great job with that, which is great. So it's not like, wow, Justin Fields is already a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback or, you know, put him in the Pro Bowl Rookie of the Year already just after rookie minicamp practices, right? They're, we're not getting too carried away here with just him lighting up the field by any means, but checking the boxes that the Bears are looking for from him, right? Not things that he necessarily had to have just yet you know, you could certainly understand a rookie quarterback coming in and yeah having trouble with the playbook a little bit right away in your first few practices doing it and again brand new teammates and a brand new practice facility and everything is just completely new for him but but to be able to come in and check those boxes you know you don't want to put too much into that and say it's some sign of greatness that's lingering but at the same time it, it's that progress in a very positive direction that you can tell Matt Nagy was excited about, but, you know, trying not to get too carried away with either. But it starts to ramp things up a little bit here as we move on to organized team activities coming up here. And and Justin Fields taking all of the necessary steps. You wonder when those steps start to butt up against Andy Dalton and some of his steps. And Nagy was able to detail a little bit for us about what this quarterback competition slash development might look like this offseason and we'll hear Matt Nagy's plans next on Locked On Bears. Hey Bears fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels while increasing energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's D-R-A-F-T to the number 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. 
The Bears are being cautious with their big investment in the quarterback position, and it's important to be cautious with any investment you make. That's why we recommend our friends at Wealthfront to help manage your investment. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all of the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And of course, best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T, Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL and get started today. We know the praise for Justin Fields this offseason is only going to get louder and louder. That this kind of happens all the time with quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks that you get excited about. But you kind of hear it across the board in OTAs and minicamps in particular when a lot of players look good and everybody kind of shines. And think about you know how many times in the past we heard quotes in the offseason of like Mitch Trubisky is taking the next step. And that he looks like he's more confident in the huddle was the one, or more confident at the line of scrimmage. He's taking charge. That was one I think we've heard a couple of times. Last offseason was kind of different, right? We didn't even have these kind of practices to have that much of those types of quotes and hype coming out of. But generally speaking, we kind of hear it every year with, with a lot of different players. And so, of course, I think you throw Justin Fields into that, and there is all this reason to be excited about him. And very well maybe even deserved with Fields. He may very well be throwing the ball well and, and playing at a high level this offseason, but even if he wasn't, I still think we would probably hear a lot of positive things to that extent, and that's only going to build up and become more and more of a, a shadow casting down on Andy Dalton, who's trying to learn this offense too. You know, he's not a rookie, but he comes in pretty fresh. I mean, he's... He's worked with Bill Lazor in the past, but Lazor's offense in Cincinnati is not the same as Nagy's offense in Chicago. There's different terminology, and there's going to be some catching up to do for Dalton. He's a veteran. He's had to learn different offenses before. He'll be fine. It's not like it's going to be a huge thing, but he's still starting more or less from square one, kind of like Justin is too. So there's going to be there's going to be a, a difficult stretch there for him trying to get up to speed. Who knows? Maybe we'll hear the same positive things about him. Like, he's looking like a Pro Bowl quarterback, and he's holding off Justin Fields. Although, I, I would bet my money is more in the Justin Fields category. But it's a juggling act for Matt Nagy. And it's a lot to balance here between the veteran quarterback he clearly wanted this offseason to some extent. Like, this was going to be the plan before Justin Fields. And, of course, the rookie quarterback that he wants as well. But at least we started to get a little bit of a sense of where the process is going from a, it's not really a true quarterback competition, but it is a competition. He wants them all to be competing, but it's really more a, a quarterback development group that has some friendly competition in it. That's something that Bill, myself, and, and Flip are going to uh, talk about, which we've talked about already because we want to have a plan 
when those guys get in here is making sure that um, that Andy, like you're saying, for the first time he gets in here, that he's being able to get in here and do what he needs to do. He's essentially like a rookie as well. So he's going to get, um, you know, a good amount of reps on the front end. And then with Justin and Nick, we're going to work through that whole process and, and discuss it with those guys and, and really just let those guys, uh, I think the way you all can look at this for us um, moving forward here the next several weeks is there's going to be a lot of class on the grass and mental for these guys. So we'll try to do some, some break in the huddle and learning some different tempos that we have and the mechanics of that without um, doing a whole lot physically. So, the, you know, the next several weeks will be very mental and, and reps will be included there. So we're going to put that all together here tonight and make sure we're, we're ready to get rock and roll for tomorrow. How delicate is that balance between sticking with the apprenticeship plan for Fields and also giving yourself an opportunity to see if maybe he might be ready sooner than you think? In other words, and, and, and kind of more specific to what Hub was asking, will Fields get any first-team reps between now and week one? Right. So what I would say is this, is um, as we work through with Justin and where he's at with this offense, we know that it's going to take a little bit of time here in this offseason as we get into training camp. And so we're, you know, uh, Andy is the starter. Andy's going to get the one reps. And what we're telling Justin and, and Nick to do is make sure that they're doing everything they can to try to be that guy. And, and that's that competition part. And I know that for everybody, the biggest question is, is when is, is, is that going to happen? When you go up to draft a quarterback um, like Justin, everyone's very excited and, and they want to know when, when, when. And, and trust me, we all understand that. But we need to make sure that whatever that plan is that we put together, that it's the best thing for, for the Chicago Bears. And, and I think the easiest way to, for all of us to, to simply think of this is it'll all happen for those quarterbacks. They'll all play however they're supposed to play, and we're all going to see whatever we're supposed to see. And then it's our job as evaluators of, of who they are, what their strengths and weaknesses are, to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make the Bears the best team possible. That's it. Now, do you have to temper your own eagerness? I mean, you're a quarterback's guy, and this is kind of your baby. Uh, I know there's a plan, but do you have to temper your own eagerness to see, you know, to see what you got? Well, I, I have to do that for for all the guys, and I say that and I mean that. So we have a guy like Andy that's coming in here that's that's eager to to learn this offense and show what he can do, and also help groom Justin. You know be able to help him and, 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 and let him be the best quarterback that Justin can be through the experiences that Andy's had. So I know the time is the biggest question right now for Justin. And I completely understand that because like you're saying, Mark, there is a, there is an excitement and there, there is, um, you know, that, that, that want for all of us to be able to see what Justin can do. Uh, we'd be lying to you. If we didn't say if, if, if we didn't uh, say that or, or, or believe that, but, we got to make sure as we go through this thing that we also do what's best for the Bears and for Justin, you know. And so that's where I think as time goes by and we see how things go, we'll know and, and we'll all see it and feel it. And I think it'll be very natural how this process goes. The phrase I'm stuck on there from Matt Nagy is that we're going to do what's best for the Chicago Bears. So, yes. The plan is to start Andy Dalton week one and roll with him as their starting quarterback. But that idea, I think that's going to be a phrase we come back to. Whenever Andy Dalton gets the hook and Justin Fields does make his first start, that's going to be sort of the rationale. It's we're going to do what's best for the Chicago Bears. 
And that phrase, you could kind of twist it in a couple of different ways. What's best for the Bears in the short term versus what's best for the Chicago Bears in the long term. But I have a feeling it's an all-encompassing enough phrase that it will give them some flexibility to kind of handle this how they want. And anytime they do or don't make a change, it's under this idea of, well, this is what's best for the Chicago Bears. And so for me, that leaves the door open a little bit that, you know, as much as they say they want to sit fields for a full year if they can and kind of do the Patrick Mahomes treatment, at what point does playing Justin Fields become what's best for the Chicago Bears at some point in this regular season? I really think these upcoming OTAs have the potential to be when they add some gas to this fire. Right now, it's just sort of this idea that it's going to become a big pressure, but I think within the next couple of weeks here, things are going to start turning up there, assuming that they have some sort of normal OTAs with a, a full assortment of the roster, and that is very unsure or unclear, at least at this point. We may find out more in the coming days here, but for now, the Bears aren't even sure who's going to be at OTAs. We'll try and sort through some of these dynamics going into OTAs and the decisions that players are going to make and what the Bears are looking for from Justin Fields until then, next on Locked On Bears. We're barely two weeks removed from the NFL draft, and already on betonline.ag, you can bet on who's going to be the first overall pick next year in next draft. The draft season never ends, and the betting season never ends either. They've got player futures this year. You can bet on Justin Fields as Offensive Rookie of the Year. You can even bet on Justin Fields as a potential league MVP candidate in there as well, plus Bears playoff odds, over under seven and a half wins you can bet on and some fun regular season specials for Tim Tebow if you want to dive in even further. Plus odds for all the other sports. Playoff basketball coming up, the baseball season right in the mix, hockey playoffs as well, golf, soccer, tennis, you name it, they've got it at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked On. To receive your free 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. OTA's practices this year are going to be different, and it's sort of interesting how this is playing out as like weirdly public negotiating between the team and the players as far as trying to incentivize them a little bit more to show up for these voluntary workouts. You know, the NFL Players Association has been more or less urging players not to come to these voluntary workouts with concerns over, you know, spreading and catching the coronavirus. And so we've seen the league come out and say, hey, you know, Fully vaccinated players and coaches don't need to wear masks, even indoors in these team facilities, and they can just sort of be back to, you know, what was it was like before when they'd have practices and meetings and, you know, sort of encouraging players to then get vaccinated and then come to practice because they wouldn't have really risk at that point, or at least a much, much lower risk than certainly than otherwise. And now we're seeing, you know, Matt Nagy on Sunday had said, for OTAs, they're planning on doing a little bit more conditioning as opposed to like heavy contact 
practice, you know, and kind of work on some mental stuff and also make sure players are just getting in their bodies in shape. And Nagy kind of brushed it off as saying, you know, we don't want to push anybody too fa- too fast and we're not sure what shape everyone's going to be coming in and we don't want any injuries. And that's kind of the big thing that you know, they got they got by without having these practices at all last year, just doing stuff through Zoom meetings. So they're glad to have them back, but they don't need to overdo it here and can kind of ramp things up just a little bit more. And that was a pretty accepted argument. It was reasonable point for Nagy to make without it being some kind of big negotiating chip to get the players maybe to come practice knowing that it will be a little bit less intensive from a practice standpoint but then added to this just late on Sunday kind of in in the evening the Bears uh, sort of revealed to the media just in their sort of updated schedule that Matt Nagy and company removed the first week of OTAs they're only going to do two weeks instead of three. So they're not having them the last week of May. They will begin June 1st with open practice. So now the thought is that maybe, again, trying to incentivize players to come by saying, yeah, we'll take a week off and only be two weeks before, you know, of the voluntary OTA. So maybe you could just come for those two weeks instead of doing the full thing. Like, I I have no doubt Justin Fields is a player that will be there for all of them. He was a player who was strongly advocating for the college football season to happen last season. He was among the most vocal leaders in saying, we want to play, we want to have these games. And so I can only imagine in Chicago, he's going to want to practice. He's going to want to be out there. And I imagine Andy Dalton probably is too, knowing that he's got Justin Fields behind him and that he is coming in fresh and does have a lot to catch up and learn. Whereas, you know, if I was a veteran player on this team that either already knows the offense or defense, and I'm not trying to single anybody out, but say if I'm Jimmy Graham, do I have a lot of incentive to come to OTAs? Probably not. I I know this offense. I know my role. I don't want to overdo my body, and there's not really a lot to say there. You know, I was going to say Khalil Mack, although he's he's too much of a competitor. I imagine he would be there anyway, but I don't think he really needs to from a voluntary standpoint. It is some more of the younger guys and some of those players that are new and, and need some of that adjusting and getting to know their teammates. They can still get plenty of good work done without him, and we'll see exactly what percentage of players are actually there. But I thought Matt Nagy gave some really specific insight on a question that you don't normally get a lot of great answers for, but he was asked a little bit about what Justin Fields needs to do to get ready for OTAs and what are some of the things he needs to work on. And Nagy gave a really good answer about a little bit more of the mental side of the game with with some specifics about quarterbacking that, again, you don't always hear this directly from a coach. Hey, Matt, just over the next 10 days until we talk to you again at OTAs, what is what do you want the focus to be for Justin? Where do you want to see him kind of making steps forward? So, um, Colleen, what I would say is the the mental part of getting in and out of the huddle and having that, that – I know you guys heard Flip say the, the first wide vision. So, when the play's coming into the headset and then you call the play and you break the huddle, when you walk up to the line of scrimmage, when you're in the quarterback position, it can feel like you don't see anything. You're trying to think in what you saw in the installs and you're trying to figure out what's going on. But you really need to be looking to your first wide vision to the right to see if your Z receiver's off the ball and your Y receiver's on the ball. Is your X on the ball? Uh, where's your running back? Okay, where's the mic at? And, and now, okay, I got the 40, I got to call it before the, the play clock runs out. And then, yeah, up post snap, there's a disguise in the read with the progression of the of the um, the defense rotation. So I want to see that speed up. And I think he's done a really good job so far in what the little bit that we've seen in in this rookie uh, minicamp of doing a good job post snap vision. 
which is was a strength of his in college. So that's just got to continue to speed up. And, um, you know, he's going to get a great opportunity to do that against our defense. And I think that that's where we're going to have to see, okay, are there a lot of mistakes being made or are there a lot of good plays that are being made? And is it natural and is it easy for him? And that's where we'll evaluate and see. And again, it you'll know when you watch it, you'll see it and we'll all feel it as coaches. It didn't seem like Matt Nagy would get that in depth with things on Mitch Trubisky, at least by the end. Maybe maybe I'm not remembering as clearly when things first got going with him, but and we heard about him needing to be a master of coverages and some of the things that Mitch needed to work on. But that's a really specific sort of answer about something Justin Fields can do mentally that I, I'm just, I, I, I like having more transparent Matt Nagy again. And it seemed like when he first came in in 2018, he was kind of ready to say everything and talk about doing the cool trick plays. And not that he's revealing all the secrets, but he just seemed to have less to hide. And then as the team struggled a little bit more, it seemed like he kind of closed up and, and was a little bit more secretive and wouldn't give straight answers about some things, even if it wasn't a huge competitive advantage type situation. But this was a, a nice sort of refreshing direct answer with a really specific example for what Justin Fields can work on. And I think it's a, it's a good thing to see both that progress from Matt Nagy, but then also sort of a very specific thing for Justin Fields that we can keep kind of looking forward to and seeing how he's going to progress along these different benchmarks and, and boxes that the Bears are looking for him to check along the way. I'm curious to see who is going to be at OTAs and what's that going to look like for Justin Fields. We know he'll make the most out of it, but We'll keep an eye on any and all developments that may come out between now and then, and you can be sure we will keep you up to date on all of it right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Still coming this week, we will use your voicemails to help answer the big question of the offseason of why does the Justin Fields pick feel differently than the Mitch Trubisky pick or, you know, what what feels different or maybe why it doesn't feel different. But we're sort of going to answer that question. Is the Justin Fields pick different than Mitch Trubisky? Why or why not? I think it's going to be a really both, I think, fun and entertaining episode, but also sort of deep thinking and informative in that way as well. So make sure you come back for that and we'll have your Bears coverage for you all off season long. So don't go anywhere. Keep tuning in. And in exchange, I'll make sure I help you Bear down.